Hey, everybody. Oh. Welcome to another episode of Wild Wild Will. We're going through all the Will Smith episodes that exist in the world. And this is the last one. It's called... All the, the episodes? Yeah, all the episodes. What does that even mean? Oh, it was uh, all the movies, all the <laughs> Will Smith movies. So this is our last episode for now. So Will Smith comes out with another movie. We're uh, talking a little Emancipation, um, which is on Apple TV. Came out last year. Exclusively on Apple TV. Um, so, and this is the very first Wild Wild Will episode that is no longer on the Gentleman's Club. It's Ooh. on the Inner Loop podcast. So it's just a name change. It well. makes me feel a lot big time. Yeah. You know, like Gentleman's Club, what's that? Not even a radio show for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Inner Loop, though. Yeah. That's big. That's big, big name stuff. Big name, so we're gonna make this more Rochester oriented. Um, so we're doing like what Philip Seymour Hoffman? Then that would be not good. if we can watch Mission Impossible 3 again, that'd be cool, dude. Um, I think uh, it was the request of the interlude blog that we start doing these podcast nude <laughs> emancipation. Uh, after this episode, I officially resign. <laughs> Been cool, shut up um, and get naked. Is his name Edward Fuqua. No, I, Antoine Fuqua. I'm Antoine very scared. Fu- I, f- I fucking swear, if you guys don't know who he is, you're killing me right now. Um, Baby Geniuses. Yeah. He made um, Air Bud 7 is that on the pickleball court. Is that fucking I don't true? know who this guy is. Why would I know who this guy is? Wait, did he make <laughs> Baby Geniuses or not? No. <laughs> Training Day. Come on. Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Come on. Uh, the Equalizer trilogy that with Denzel Washington that's still ongoing. Come on, I loved people. it. You think there's a world where like I've seen anything of those except for Training Day? Oh uh, no! But the real hero, the real hero here is um, our boy Bill Collage, <laughs> the writer of Emancipation. He's got. Uh, the transporter refueled under his belt. The Divergent series, Allegiant, Assassin's Creed. Accepted. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Did you just say Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Hold on. Yo, yeah, that's his, awesome. Yeah. He has he has the worst <laughs> Rotten Tomato score I've ever seen in my life. Whatever. He's not. He's not doing good. This guy, and then he was, then and then he was just yeah, like, because you guys his, haven't seen took his lily white ass and made a p- emancipation. <laughs> he wrote emancipation. He's like, hey, I know all about this. <laughs> As a white guy, I'm gonna write emancipation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'd be talking so much shit if you'd seen Assassin's Creed. So yeah, and this guy looks jacked. He's gonna. I've seen Divergent, Eric, and wait, you've seen Divergent? <laughs> yes. I've I've watched um I haven't watched all of them but I've watched a couple of them and they are written so poorly. What's up with what's so what's the scoop of divergent? It's like post apocalyptic yeah. YA stuff. Hunger Games thing, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's like very Hunger Games. People like broken off into houses. I don't like it. It just like it came out when Hunger Games came out and just like was not nearly as good yeah but it was like books too right yeah yeah it was books, which makes it even more like appalling 
that like the script writing for the movies was so bad because it's like motherfucker you got books right oh, there I, well that's the smoking gun right there i'm sure the books aren't that great mm, this is why we need ai i don't know if i've these read screenwriters the suck Oh man! Get Chat GPT in that stuff. All right. I officially resigned from this podcast. <laughs> you can't say that while there's a writer strike going on, Mark. Yeah, get the robots to do it. Mm. All right. So no. let me break down this movie for you. Emancipation. All right. It's uh, be on your side right now. Emancipation. It is. The, it said it's based off of uh, two slaves, one named Gordon and another named whipped peter okay so it's a little complicated okay so there is a very famous image called whipped peter and uh it really is like what kind of put like oh shit this is slavery on the map for white people because his back is just like ripped the fuck up from being whipped and there's like a little blurb and it's like you know he uh went through like he escaped for like 10 days and he like names his plantation he like says he has a wife but like nothing more in depth and then there is a harper's bazaar article that was supposed to be about whip peter but in it they call him gordon and there is this picture and if you look at it they don't look that similar so it's kind of one of those things where is it the same person? Maybe is it two different people? Probably more likely, you know, Gordon said he escaped from Mississippi as where uh, whipped Peter said he escaped from Louisiana. So it's just like one of those like weird things, but, and like whipped Peter, like God knows if Peter's even, that man's actual name mm -hmm. but so it it's they're they're weirdly connected and lumped together but there's a more than likely chance that they're not the same person and this movie is definitely based on the whipped peter but then also just infused with that Gordon with the idea that he's like the same person and then also just infused with just a fuck ton of fiction. Yeah. So this movie is about um, uh, a slave that's living on a plantation in Louisiana and he's got his wife and was like four kids. Yeah. He's got his family there and his slave master sells him to the Confederacy to the to the army of the confederacy um but separates the family right yeah like separates him from his kids and his his wife and he ends up um he ends up basically building a railroad for them mm -hmm. for the confederacy and then escapes and with a couple other um slaves and he's the most of the movie is just he's going through the swamps of louisiana dodging gators as a uh as a uh, uh, what is it called? Like, not, it's definitely not the term is definitely not slave chaser. So, but the guy that's trying to capture him, like he's trying to capture him to bring him back. Yeah. Um. But they had a name. Did they? Yeah. Anyways, so um, he's uh, he's being chased down 
um, by this guy that's trying to bring him, you know, bring him back to the Confederacy. And he's trying to get to the Union Army because at this point, Abraham Lincoln said that if you live in the South, in the Confederacy, now you are a free slave. So he's like, oh, we're we're free. And that's kind of what triggered also them escaping from the the Confederacy, like um, where they were making the, the railroad. And he escapes. And he's running and he stumbles upon like a plantation where a bunch of the the plantation owners got all jacked up and stuff. And he ends up, you know, running for a little bit more after that, but then um, ends up at a Union Army camp. And uh, the guy that was chasing him, trying to capture him, he uh, he like almost gets him. But then the Union Army shoots him. And now um Will Smith, our main character, is with the Union Army, but like with a completely like black regimen of the Union Army. And they're going to go attack the Confederacy. They have some stronghold with some huge cannons and they go and they they shoot them and they take over the strong point, the stronghold point there. And for some reason, his family is also there and he's reunited with his family and um, the they tell the slaves at that plantation where the stronghold was that uh, you're free now. And they're like, we're free. And then that's kind of the end of the movie. So have any of you, I I know I brought this up at the beginning. Have any of you seen training day or like vaguely, maybe just because it's one of those movies that always played on TV. I'm sure you caught like bits and parts here and there. Colin Farrell's in it, right? Uh, No. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington. What's the one like training day that he's in? Are you thinking of phone booth? No. Oh, let's watch Fobo. No. Was he in like a SWAT movie? Yeah, he was in. Was it just called SWAT? Or okay, was maybe it, it was. Maybe the no, we got to watch his Ambulance. Oh, dude, watch Ambulance. That's, That's a solid one. That's good. Michael okay, Bay. I might just be thinking of the movie SWAT. I just All remember right. there was a Colin Farrell. Well, what movie about Training Day? Uh, well, Antoine Fuqua came on the scene with that movie, like hit in a big way. Obviously, Denzel got his Oscar for that movie, but this ties into David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad with Will Smith. That was David Ayer's big break because he wrote the script for Training Day. Oh, so we got a couple Will Smith connections here. Do you feel like um that like Will was like chasing an award for this movie then? <laughs> That's it. So that's something I kind of want to bring up about Will Smith. I think because I know we've talked about just kind of like maybe there's like an exhaustion that we don't really know what to say anymore because we're coming off of two kind of similar people that we're tracking, right? Tom Cruise and Will Smith, just blockbuster icons, like that's what they do. And I'm wondering, we're kind of going like, where is Will Smith right now in his career? Because it's like, yeah, he did Bad Boys 3, a little like return to what people know about him but then he's got king richard he's got emancipation oh he did concussion right he kind of does these like movies where he veers a little bit after watching emancipation i feel like this is such an interesting time because whether you like how where like right when we watch the tom cruise or when we watch all the tom cruise movies we kind of ended on a high note right with top gun Mm -hmm. maverick his cruise kind of just tripled, quadrupled down on what his brand is. And mm-hmm. he's not, which we, is like a very not, um, it's a very safe thing to do. Just to be like, you know what? This is what people love about me. I'm just going to do Mission Impossible, Top Guns, and whatever. Mm-hmm. With Will Smith, though, this is what I'll say. Even though 
uh, the last few movies or whatever, maybe the last 10 movies, whatever you want to say, like feel kind of like, oh, he kind of veered over here. He did this weird one, then kind of went back to form. And now he's over here doing this thing. Um, it's very exciting to be like, I cannot predict. Like, if you would ask me right now, what's the next 10 years of Will Smith going to look like? What's the next 15 years? I can't go like, you know what? He's going to triple down like Cruz and just stick to like men in black style movies, bad boys, whatever, just like comfort food for people. I can't, I don't, I can't see that happening, but it could. Or is he going to do the other thing where it's just like, no, he's just going to kind of be like, all right, I'm going to go do this weird thing over here, or this movie and try over here. Like, it's almost more exciting because with Tom Cruise, you're kind of like, fuck, I think he's kind of resigned to what he's been doing. With Will Smith, it's like he can have this return to like just blockbuster, whatever, comfort food. Or is he just going to keep like, no, I'm going to keep digging around and see like, what's that next role? What's the next thing that's going to like? And and even if they don't hit, I feel like he might keep, I don't know, poke around. That's the thing. I can't predict what it's going to be, which is kind of exciting in a weird way. You know, I'm with you. I feel like I feel like there's something very respectable about someone who's like they have the ability just to like phone it in. They could Adam Sandler it and yeah. just do 20 movies on Netflix that are all just not that great and just phone it in and people would be fucking happy and they'd love it. But I do think there's something like pretty cool about like someone going no i'm an artist sometimes i'm gonna make a comedy sometimes i'm gonna make a blockbuster and sometimes i'm gonna make um something hard and you know different and offbeat and off brand for me and i do find that to be like really commendable Mm. because it would be so easy for him to just make bad boys for the rest of his career you know where i think it doesn't meld well for him though is like um there's actors and I'm sorry, I can't think of any actresses right now, but there's right. actors like who's the guy that gets skinny and then not skinny? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. And maybe we'll say like, uh, who's the one <laughs> wow. that was also in Batman and died? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Where like they they're always they, they've they've always kind of like did something different. And they had the characters, but they were able to like, maybe it's because they were way, way less famous and didn't have a rapping career, but they were able to like get like disappear into the character more. Mm. It's kind of hard for Will Smith to do that because he's Will Smith. So it's just like he's doing these like, you know, playing like in King Richard. That's like, yeah, that's like a like Tom Cruise wouldn't do that shit. Anymore. And then this this movie too, Emancipation, and he always does a good job, but it's just like He's still Will Smith, you You know, know? he can't like disappear. He's too famous. You know, I'll give it to him. I feel like on this one, I thought I wrote the name Will Smith way less in my notes this time. I thought of him as Will Smith way less. His accent was like really bad and he should probably just like stop trying to do accents because like it's just like not his bag. But like he was so fucking physically different, like haggard and shit. That like and like his stature, like I feel like this one is probably of all of his more dramatic performances, probably the closest I got to not thinking of him as Will Smith. But I think you're also right. It is hard. You know, he is a very public 
persona. Like we all know his kids and his wife and his like dirty deeds. We've seen him just like come unhinged and like fucking hit someone on live TV. So he does have a much bigger public persona than someone like Christian Bale or um, Daniel Day Lewis, you know? The other thing too is, and I know, I know you've, you were just used it as an example, but like take someone like Heath Ledger. It's like, yeah, he had 10 things I hated about you, which is a big deal, but, and a night's tale and stuff, but he kind of what, yeah, he wasn't mega famous, like a Will Smith. And then he dies after the dark night and you kind of go like, shit, what could have his career been like? You know, what man, what a young talent, but look at Will Smith, right? He's kind of like got the vibrant rap career. He's on TV. And then in the early 2000s, holy shit, he transforms, becomes Muhammad Ali. And suddenly, imagine if his career stopped after that point, you'd be like, holy fuck, what could have he done the next yeah. 20 years? Because he's like yeah. that goddamn good in that movie. Um, and then that's just the the lifespan of an artist, right? You go through dips or you go through weird murky waters where it's just like, shit, yeah, maybe I have to. What was the movie he made where there was like three people that were concepts oh <laughs> the death that? one yeah it was like love death and the come and oh, visit him on christmas the dominoes and... he did the dominoes what and... oh what oh what what was that it's movie called <laughs> uh richard Skinny. uh no seven pounds no seven pounds no, no seven pounds where he shot there. him he was gonna kill himself and give all his body parts to people who needed like a new set of teeth, a new lung. Yeah, and doesn't he do like no. the domino bullshit in the Oh, collateral, collateral beauty. Collateral beauty. Grieving that his kids are dead. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this one where he works at like a company and uploads yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And him and his wife are like dating, but they're pretending they don't know each other. <gasps> collateral beauty, right? Yes, yes. collateral beauty. I lo- Anyways, <laughs> so these are those murky waters where it's just like, oh, he did kind of these random things movies that we didn't even hear about but then we ended up enjoying where there was like mm-hmm. that casino gambling movie or whatever focus focus see i focus. can't even remember the names that's like how like just forgettable but they're fun when you watch them but you're kind of like what was that all yeah. about anyways yes he hits you know he's muhammad ali or like holy fuck and he's done other great things after that and like fun turns and he obviously still kept up the blockbuster persona continued to do men in black movies and uh, i am legend and stuff like that um yeah i'm just curious because okay check this out anton fuqua he's doing all these equalizer movies right where denzel washington who's an older actor now is playing like the quiet slow moving like action guy right like don't fuck with him because he can take out like 20 guys in a room but that's what they also did with liam neeson right liam neeson old dude but now he's just like the guy who like can beat up you know 500 dudes uh will smith i still young cat but when he gets older do you think they're gonna be like yo you can adopt this like just be like slow steady you know you can gain some weight and just like carry a gun and fuck up people I'm wondering if that, but you see, this is why he can't predict his career. I have no idea what he's going to do. Yeah, I think he's just kind of doing what he wants to do, right? You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't, I don't think Tom Cruise is doing what. Well, I don't know. Maybe Tom Cruise is doing what he wants to do. I don't fucking know. I mean, wait, but this movie wasn't very good. Can we say that? Like, is that all right to say this movie was kind of shitty? Um, I find well, yes, 
hundred percent. You know, I find it all interesting because like he ended up winning best actor for King Richard, but like you could tell he also had emancipation as like he was looking, he was sniffing for an award. Like if King Richard wasn't going to do it, emancipation was going to do it. You know what I mean? Um, I think I'm very curious because emancipation was made pre-slap and it got sat on for a minute because they're like, oh, fuck, how are we going to release this? I'm very interested to see what the next five to ten years of Will Smith's careers look like after such a huge controversy because we're talking about how he's so dynamic. You never know he's going to choose. I wonder how hard he's going to lean in heavy to the things that people love him for. Like, we already know Bad Boys is coming. Is he going to kind of lean into those? And all of a sudden, maybe he initially wasn't going to take a Tom Cruise route where he was just going to lean into his brand. But after such bad press and that motherfucker is never going to an award show again. He's not in the Academy. Is he just going to toss up his hands and just be like, fuck it? I'm just I'm just going to make money now. Or, you know, is he a true artist and, you know, fuck the awards? he's still going to make dynamic movie choices because like emancipation's not a good gauge because it was made pre-slap. I want to see him. You no, know do... it's I'll go for it, Mark. I was going to say, I want to see him be a bad guy. Here's the thing. As little recognition as this movie got kind of like came and went, it didn't really get like too much awards buzz. I'm like the main circuits, right? The big ones. Um, and like critics seemed like lukewarm on it and stuff. It's uh, noted that Will Smith made $35 million off this movie because I know he was also like producing. He had other like his hand in the pot in that way. So, like, fuck, dude. Like, Spider Man doesn't even get paid $35 fucking million. That's a lot of money for I, one yeah. movie. Like, I think, like, like no I don't one gets just... paid that anymore for anything. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think, th- and, it, and Apple grabbed it for $130 million. Just yeah. the rights. Just the rights. Um, I don't think this movie was very was um I don't think it was very strong, but also on top of that, it was on Apple, which we have like every service and like all of them have their good parts and their bad parts. I think the strongest one is probably for adults, HBO still or Max or whatever the fuck it's called now. Mm. It's probably still the strongest one. Yeah. But like if you do yourself a favor. And go ahead and scroll through the bizarro multiverse, like weird <laughs> fucking universe of Apple TV. You're going through and you're just like the movies like Benjamin Lucky. Um, and uh, we're going to watch the movie Silo. And, and you're just like watching. You're like looking at these actors like, why the fuck is Harrison Ford in this? And it's like, I've never heard of these shows. I've never heard of these movies, but they have 90 of them. And there's also like weird music channels where you click mm. on them and they're like never songs you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Like what? Like there'll just be a movie called Gun Shy yeah. and like Chris Farley's brothers in it. And you're like, what the fuck is like, do you not like it's, it all seems like it's a front for like a. For like Bob <laughs> or something like why, why are they making these shows that nobody's ever heard of? It's true. They have like nine different shows about aliens coming to yeah. like Earth with with like I don't know Unreal Engine type like graphics on it. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? What is is and there's, then, like, and there's 72 episodes? But then they'll fuck with you because Apple will like they have all this weird shit. 
but then they'll drop like a good gem on you and you're like oh wow everyone's sleeping on apple this is really good but then once you get through that series you're like wait there's nothing else here at least like netflix you go on it and it's like a lot of bullshit but you've heard of it you're like oh yeah like love is blind oh yeah okay and then there's the the zeitgeist yeah there's the there's stranger things and then there's the one where she's like uh sherlock holmes Mm -hmm. or emily holmes or whatever you're like yeah this is stupid but i've heard of it okay apple dv you've never heard of anything it's like how much money they pump into this listen apple dv you've heard of a few things they've got ted lasso they've got um servant servant which be the way you like but not humanity here's the thing apple tv outside of ted lasso yeah if there if i say a show from it that i like and then i have to explain that show to people they give me the weirdest looks because it's like i'm watching servant and uh it's like supernatural and a woman's baby dies it's like okay what are you fucking watching but we have to give it to apple tv it's still better than showtime now there's one that I'm like, there is a platform with yeah. just gobbledygook well, on show, it. Showtime's done because the only thing that was keeping Showtime alive was that it was next to HBO when you used to have to actually change the channel. Mm. And so people would be like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll buy Showtime and see some titties, <laughs> some Edie Falco They've got titties. yellow jackets and that is it. It's funny because I had to, in order to watch this, I signed up for like the three month trial or whatever. Yeah, um, take a scroll through that shit. Watch Servant. And, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm definitely going to get on the Servant train. But here's the thing I did the same thing you said because I was just like, oh, I have three free months. What else do they offer? And it was that kind of bizarro, like, like I've heard of Coda because that won the Academy Award two, mm. three years ago or whatever. But everything else is kind of bizarre. And it's funny because you know they're pumping like, if they're buying the rights to emancipation for 130, Will Smith's getting 35 million, like for producing and acting. And then they have to like budget out the film itself, which I'm sure this movie was like 50, whatever. So they throw money at all these projects pretty intensely. But it is that weird like multiverse, like Mark said, where you're like, I don't know any of these movies. It has so much in common when you like, do you know what Full Moon Features is? Like the Puppet Master movies and stuff. Basically, Full Moon makes like, a hundred movies a year, you know, for low, low budget. And it'll just be like teen slasher, hockey man and puppet master and this, that and the other. And it's just like, you go through and you're like, what world did these movies remember it? We would go through blockbuster and you're like, holy shit, what's like robot jocks or whatever. And it's, like, <laughs> but it was just well, made by some low budget movie, like company. Right. It reminded me, it reminds me too of like, there was like this like shock I had when, I think it was when Walking Dead was like the first season or two. So it was like, you know, the hot shit. And then there was the 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 movie that show about the what was that show about the motorcycle gang? Oh, Anarchy something. Sons of Anarchy. And like those were like the hot shows that everybody was talking about. Breaking Bad. Like it was like, oh, those are the shows that everybody was talking about. But then go. Yeah, those shows are great and everything. And everybody talks about them and and they trend on Twitter and shit. But when you'd look at the fucking numbers and you'd be like, what are people watching? It was a monk on USA, Mm. you know, and it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, there's uh, there's a part of humanity that's over the age of 50 
and they're all watching what's his name tony shaloub <laughs> tony shaloub be a germaphobe or whatever the fuck his shtick was on that yeah. which like monk blew him out of the water but nobody's talking monk which should be our next podcast yo talking monk monk talking i got monk, i got a better one i got i want to do talking psych have you guys ever watched psych <laughs> it's, or bones oh, no have you guys ever watched Psych? i've watched bones <laughs> i've watched you psych watch- Okay, I watch an episode recently. I've never seen in my life. I watch one episode recently. It's fucking hilarious. And it's like, it's in the same world as like the monks, the bones, just kind of whatever, goofy police procedural, procedural with like comedy, shit, yeah. like quippy shit, sitcomy shit. And it's fucking great. So <laughs> let's do talking let's psych. Do- <laughs> Who's in that one? Is it still, is it the two people? Death? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you and what you're what? great. Psych. And psych. Oh, two it's, guys- um, Okay. Is it a Baldwin? No. No, it's no, like no, this no. little white guy and then um a guy from West Wing and he was in holes. Okay. I like him. Check it out, everyone. Watch no, Psych on I Apple Plus. Dude, <laughs> we can watch Bones. Like I'll watch seen it like twice. <laughs> like, you know, I'll watch me some Angel. That's fine. Oh no, what's the other one with um with the guy from um evil dead oh no no he's not an evil dead no he yeah, must... yeah 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 bruce camp uh uh burn notice no 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 no, no, <laughs> no, Cam- no i'm talking about oh, those shows are also there's a awful. new one with dc niecy nash niecy nash and she's got the spin claws that that class she's a cop it's like the rookie <laughs> it's not reno 911 dude we should do reno 911 i do that all day <laughs> Hold on. We're forgetting about Nash Bridges. Oh, fuck yeah. I was about to say that. It is Yellow Car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that stuff was like, you know, everybody says like Price is Right is like the medicine for when you're sick. When you were a kid, like throw on some Price. Man, Nash Bridges cured my Did it? hemorrhoids. Like- <laughs> I was watching like some Rescue 911. <laughs> Nash Bridges was like, it was like a mother's hug. Damn, really? Yeah, you had... Was it Cheech from Cheech and Chong in there? I was not watching that. I was watching. Not Cheech. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Cheech. Yeah, yeah. Cheech. And then um, what's his face from Miami Vice? Yeah. Nash. Nash. (laughs) Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges. Yeah. (laughs) So Emancipation, directed by Antoine Fuqua with Will Smith in the lead. Uh, Something that I want to say on a positive note about this movie or something I found interesting and i think a lot of people maybe this was like one of their sticking points that they didn't enjoy i'm assuming but i actually found very affecting was how highly stylized this film was stylization in films can be a tricky thing to navigate because when you're dealing with not necessarily that this entire movie's actual events, but you're dealing with a period piece. There is kind of this feeling or rule of thumb where it's like, if it's too movie-like, right? If the characters are too broad and, you know, spoilers for this movie, but it's just like, gets his family at the end. You know, it's got the happy ending. You got the villains who are very villainous, almost like, you know, and the heroes are really heroic and all that. So there's like the content of it, but even how this movie was filmed, right? They do this like desaturated look that's almost black and white with like hints of color here and there. 
Um, and then like the gunshots are really loud. Uh, the action's very visceral. The it, it, I mean, he fights like seven alligators at some point. Yeah. Dude, I watched the behind the scenes on that. I guess like the head of the alligator is real and then the rest is CGI. So Will Smith was really fighting a fucking like head <laughs> a of a dead alligator. alligator? That's weird, man. <laughs> not not like a head of a dead alligator, but, you know, like they created like a head. Oh, like an I animatronic see. or something. That <laughs> like he Jaws could, style. Jaws style. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of interesting to watch behind the scenes. But anyways, you run the risk of being like, is this exploitation? Is it insensitive? All that blah, blah, blah when you do stuff that's stylized but then the rule of thumb is like well you got to just film it very classical and very easy and like make sure it's like if whatever whatever here's the thing i think what really inspired my guess i don't know i haven't watched any interviews or read any interviews with the antoine about this particular movie but i'm wondering if he saw that photograph when he came onto the project of uh like the the what Pink was his guy? name again? Yeah, the guy uh, who got whipped. whipped Peter. Whipped Peter. You saw that photograph, which is black and white. But back then, that black and white had like a lot of silver in it. It had this very high intense contrast. And it's a very visceral thing to look at. It has stylization in it, even though it's this like historical artifact, right? I wonder if he looked at that and said, man, this affects me viscerally. Like it's kind of mm. in your face, it's very intense. If he did a movie that was like in color and almost like very classical, just wide shots and everything subdued and subtle, I don't know if the intensity of what he was trying to depict would come across. So I almost a lot I feel like a lot of people probably didn't fucking care for it and probably said it was a problem. I felt the entire time the sweat, the blood, the the alligators roar, <laughs> the snake hiss, like the gunshots when people got blown across the battlefield, like you felt it. And so, like, that was effective. And I cannot deny that. It, I can't be like, well, it wasn't effective because it was over the top. I, no, it's effective. It's in your fucking face. Um, it has an intensity. And so I actually really found that interesting and unique that the movie was like, nope, we're, you're in the mud, man. You're in the swamp and you're going to feel everything. Almost to the point that you could be like, well, is this more of like an action film? I'm going to say I found that interesting. I found it interesting that that was their take on this particular story. And that's the way he wanted to capture it and edit it and put it out there. Um, again, very broad movie. But at the same time, I was affected by what it was doing. So it did work on me. So that's all I'll say. I'll give it a kudos. I think the stylization was actually kind of interesting because a lot of movies could do that and it could fall flat on its face. But I'm going to give it to them for trying something different. Um, I feel like I definitely hear a lot of what you're saying because i think it does i think it would have been very cringy in like full color like honestly like sometimes i think like uh not that we always have to talk about tom cruise but you know far and away i feel like um i hated that movie because I feel like it did what we're talking about, where it was just like full color and just like in your face and just like it makes it kind of hokey sometimes. Mm. So I feel like um, taking away the color does kind of like make you focus, hone in. It is very reminiscent of like old photographs. Um, I was at times driven a bit crazy that it was not just full blown black and white. Like sometimes mm. it did drive me a little crazy where I'm like, wait, fuck am i seeing a little bit color um there were a lot of times that i wish 
they would have fucked with us and just like slowly bled into full color. Like mm. some of those landscape scenes, I think really fell short because like they're just doing like drone sequences like showing the expansiveness of the swamp that he has to like get through and it just does not work and it takes a lot of the um oomph out of it in like the low color footage of it as where i think in those moments if they almost kind of like jumped you out and like pulled up the color and you could see like the lush greenery you could see just like the brown mud and how much he's blending in with that brown mud and all of that kind of stuff and then like maybe when you're back in it and like pulled back in to like those closer shots you turn that color back down I think um for me I would have enjoyed that a little bit more because I feel like um this was like a very artsy movie and it felt like sometimes almost like well, like a film student would do like some of their choices were like I need to make a highbrow movie an artsy movie these are the bullet points and how you make that and I feel like sometimes that was just like too broad and not specific enough and not necessarily what the story needed um but then there was cool shit like this is not a movie that I would have expected like an epic war movie battle scene in. and honestly yeah. to me it was probably one of the better parts in the movie I know I wish it was more of the civil war part yeah than fighting because like I I don't think it was effective when he was going through the swamp like some of it was cool like yeah fight a fucking alligator let's fucking go and I did like a uh, uh, white dude that was was tracking him that guy that guy was intimidating like mm -hmm. at first he was intimidating but then after a while i was just like they're just like following each other around and this isn't even that good of a cat and mouse game and like i, yeah. I honestly don't give a fuck the civil war thing was cool but um yeah so i'm 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 down with that what i'm against in this movie oh god and i'm sick i'm sick to my stomach about <laughs> oh, it god, god it's gonna be so I'm, stupid. I'm fucking i'm done with the hate on um the the house slave we do this every time there's a slave movie where they did it what's the uh quentin tarantino one django unchained yeah and like samuel jack jackson is like the house slave right mm -hmm. and i think it's this i just i think it's mostly because i recently got off this podcast about sammy davis jr mm -hmm. um by um uh, malcolm gladwell um revisionist history it's a very good podcast and he talks about Sammy Davis Jr. how people turned on him like the black community turned on him because there's a picture of Sammy Davis Jr. Um, hugging Richard Nixon mm. and he like performed at Richard Nixon's inauguration and, and all this stuff but, well, I mean, like Kanye West. but like it was like 45 minutes long and based, but not like Kanye West because Samuel Sammy Davis Jr. was in a different era I and and um, basically just being like he was like getting the shit kicked out of him when he was um, a kid and he would like have to perform to make ends meet type of thing for his family. And he just said to himself, he's just like, I've got to like survive. Mm -hmm. So like Richard Nixon was a racist and awful, but like he embraced Sammy Davis Jr. And he helped Sammy Davis Jr. out and he like would invite him to the White House, whereas JFK, who was the liberal de Democrat, 
refused to invite Sammy Davis Jr. to the White House because uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was married to a white woman. Whoa! So just like he and was, this is a fucking piece of shit was always cheating on his wife yeah. too. Damn! So he was hitching his wagon to the person treating him good because it was like survival, right? Survival for Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. He was just trying to make ends meet, and I feel like all these like house slaves, it's fucking survival. I it's mean, it's it's but like it's always like oh it's it's so cool when uh um Samuel L. Jackson's character gets fucking popped and it was like kind of when this guy the there's the couple of um of the slaves that were like the house slaves and it was like kind of like hey you got your comeuppance you 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 race traitor and I feel like fuck that that's like a thing I think it's a thing that white people do in slave stories to take it off of them just like yeah look we're we're white and we're bad. We're bad with the slavery. I'm so sorry that we made you slaves, but remember those black people that are worse than us because they they they're traitors. Remember those black people, those house slaves. Yeah, fuck them. Let's okay. watch them get fucking shot. Okay, you're yelling. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean they gave him his moment. I'm when pro he house was- slave. Okay. I don't know why, but I really need to stop saying that phrase. Um, they gave. So the like slave hunter had great movie had a, had a black person enslaved to him to help him track. And when he dies, they give him his moment where he's just like, you got a family. I got a family too. the survival. Like I got a family too. And, um, you know, I'm with you. I think it's kind of bullshit, but I also think it's one of those things where, um, like as a woman, it's hurtful when women don't have my back. Like I am much more hurt by a woman who's trying to pass like anti-abortion laws than I am a man. Cause it's like, you know what? I expect it from him. I don't fucking expect it from someone like me who understands like my plight in the world. And like, it's not fair. Cause it's like, whatever they're surviving whatever bullshit they're bringing to their table but there is just like a different level of her and but they gave him his moment to be like family i you know he doesn't want to be doing this but in any more of these slave movies if there's uh there's a house slave i am pro house slave okay i again i want you to stop saying that phrase and i don't (laughs) know why i just don't like how it's coming out of your mouth (laughs) i'm saying that i'm uh so the civil war battle at the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm Um, gonna say this how i'm saying i think i'm saying the most reasonable thing i just like how you're saying it. i think i think it's that character that trope is to take guilt off of white people and make it be like look black people were in on it too no, like I've that. but but that's a weird way to interpret it. I feel like when I'm watching the movie, I'm just like, oh, this is the fucked up world that was 18 whatever, where this is how it had to go, where it's like, holy shit, they the people in charge who are fucking terrible have made a very terrible system where shit like that's happening. So I'm not going I think it's showing how fucked the situation is. And it registers as that in my head. I don't go like, oh, this feels like they're passing the buck. Instead, it just feels like what an awful world that's happening right in front of my face of just pitting people against each other and like using it for all the benefits to them. Even at the end, dude, when he makes it to the union, you do have that feeling where it's just like, okay, yes, this is good freedom and all that. But you do kind of go like, shit, now he has to like, 
go to battle. Like, well, to, like, Eric, and, uh, it wasn't freedom. They told him they're like, either you work on a federal farm or you join the army because guess what? You're contraband because he goes, am I free? And he said, no, you're contraband, which is like an illegal object. So he still didn't even have humanity. When he got to Lincoln's army, they said either you work on our farms or you join the war. And then when he's going to join the war, fucking Roy from the office is like, you know what these scars on your back show me? They show me that you are disobedient. Like, I don't think you're going to be a very good fighter. And it's like, what the living fuck? I feel like those moments are effective because it's just yeah. like, you can't win. Like, yeah, you can't. Freedom is yeah. fake. Yeah. Um, But also, I'm going to say this. So I loved the battle scene. The battle scene was dope. I think the battle scene was the best thing in the movie. I think... Uh, maybe more of the movie should have been like that. You could tell it was his strong suit. I think there was something really moving and dope to watch, like an all black troop fighting for their freedom. Um, because yeah. you know we know that that was real, and it's not depicted every time. Like you watch the Patriots, it's a bunch of fucking white motherfuckers. When in reality, a lot of people fighting in the South were black because slave owners they weren't going to go to war. Patriot might be uh, it was revolution. Yeah, oh. Patriots revolutionary. But you know, but it's all the same. You know what I mean? Like it's all just white people in old timey costumes for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I've watched yeah. a lot of war movies. It's white people in old timey costumes. So like it was pretty dope. And I think it's also more accurate because in the South, they were selling their slaves to go fight mm. for the South. You know what I mean? Like I think there was a lot of black people in the civil war and it's not depicted that way frequently. So I think, I think, I think it was powerful and it was dope to just show like an all black army fighting. And it was stylized in like a very wartime movie. Like that was like a very like saver saving private Ryan band of brothers moment. Like it was up there with just every generic war movie. It looked cool. It looked dope. They do the shit where it's like you get knocked out and then like you come to and you rally like it's cliche, but it's um, it's never cliche to have black people doing it. So it was great. Well, you know what wasn't. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say what didn't feel cliche about it, though. I will give it to this because it's a very stirring war scene. I know we keep saying dope, which is probably not the right word but it's stirring in its visceralness and that the action is very intense but what i found interesting were the small details where it's like it wasn't like this troop perfectly like all 20 men get to the trench and all 20 men get to the cannon it's like holy fuck in the first 10 seconds everyone's like dead already like everyone's getting shot and then even when it seems like they're victorious it's like oh cool we made it to this like point or whatever it's like 10 other people get shot and then another person gets shot it's like the movie was relentless being like yeah this ain't fucking pretty like it's filmed pretty and the yeah. action's very visceral and stylized and filmed like fucking no one else like i commend them for how they shot this but you're like oh shit he's not doing some cool move where he's fucking taking out three guys no problem and boom 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 it's like nope that guy got shot that guy got shot will smith just has to hide for a while it's like oh yeah war is fucking crazy and disgusting and violent i think what see i think that's a weakness of the film that like 
yeah, we're 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 like kind of talking about this movie kind of like nonchalant, like a movie about slavery, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a weakness of the movie because I like the stylized thing, but I feel like it needed more. Like I feel like it was just kind of like in this middle part. I would have rather seen a movie that was like almost extremely historically accurate and it had a lot of gravity to it and you're like not that there wasn't like intense parts in this movie there are but it's like kind of hard to take it a like a hundred percent seriously when he he's fighting alligators and shit you know yes. what i mean like i think if it was style i think the alligator thing honestly i did not like that i think it was just floating too much in the middle style make it a little more actiony mm-hmm. thriller mm-hmm. stylized and just so it's like Yes, this is an interpretation of this, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, true events or go like full, like we're going to saving Private Ryan this shit and show you how fucked up, you know, all of this w- is and um and go like, hey, we're going to go like 100 percent, you know, historically accurate as much as we can. Like, not that I know I whether this was historically accurate or not. It just didn't feel <laughs> like it was like, oh, this is really historically accurate. Like, I mean, his wife, he fought a his wife fucking alligator broke her arm in a in a I don't know what it was like. A, a yeah. And then like at the end of the movie, she just has like a little cut on her hand with a bandana around it. It's like, wait, did this fucking lady like <laughs> cram her arm up to the shoulder into this thing? Shouldn't she not have an arm anymore? I think that is the problem with this movie. This movie wanted to do it all. Like we want to be highbrow. Um, we want to be artsy and innovative, but we also uh, want to lean into like our action, which is like their skill set. And I think the problem is, is uh, just like you have no investment in this character. Like, I know we saw his family, but like you learn dick about him. Like the most you learn about him is at the very beginning. All you learn is that he can speak another language and they don't make it clear what it is. It's Haitian. Um, That he has kids and a wife that he just like fucking adores. You learn nothing about him except that he's resilient and and he's going to fight. And then at the camp, that's when you're like, oh, he was born in Haiti. And like, again, that's like the most you learn about him Um, in the swamp. Like they like this is a very stylized movie. The script should have been stylized. This should have been an odyssey. This should have been um, a hero's journey. Like that swamp, he we should have been learning about him. We should have been learning about, you know, about everything, but through him. And instead, we were learning nothing about him. I, I think, I think, we, think, were. The closest I think we, we were. Got, the closest we got to learning in depth about anybody. And again, it was one of the better parts in the movie was at the campfire. And it's when we learned about the white guy the most. And honestly, I thought that shit was brilliant. And maybe they should have done more stuff like that, like more moments of intimacy at a campfire where the guy hunting slaves lets you find out he fucking loved a slave. He was raised and cared for and loved by his slave growing up this woman raised him like a mother treated him so fucking well and when his father found out that he gave this slave that was so good to him food he fucking took her out into the field beat her within an inch of her life and left her for fucking dead out there and it took her three days to die and you know what 
that white guy, he he tells you he doesn't fucking hate slaves. He's scared of being treated like a slave. He's like, I have to kill black people because if black people ever want to pay back even a quarter what has been done to them, I'm fucked. And to me, that shit's fucked up. And I don't want to use the word like relatable, but it's just like, I feel like that is such a more nuanced take on hate and more realistic take on hate. And I feel like we learned more about the hunter than the hunty through the movie. I agree with what you said, where it's like you realize hate is like completely fear based. It's just you're scared of the unknown. You're fucking and you make well, really... you're not scared of the unknown. In his case, he's scared the... of exactly what he knows. Right. Exactly right, right. what humankind will do. But I kind of feel like so for being such a highly stylized movie and there are broad beats in the script and maybe broad characterizations. I feel like there was so much with Will Smith that was being said without being said. Like the very first scene where they like kind of drag him out of his house and he breaks like the door frame and you're like, oh, fuck, this dude's like strong as hell. And then later when he's being hunted, he like, I forgot exactly what it was. Was it fruit or something in the swamp where he's like eating it and rubbing on his clothes? And he's telling the other dude, he's like, rub this on your clothes. The dogs won't be able to smell you if you do it. So you just realize he's, like you said, resilient, but also very knowledgeable on how to like adapt and survive in nature. Um, and so instead of him sitting down and be like, oh, I learned this all from this and this, and this is my experience to get there. You're just like, oh shit, he just already has this in him because he's done this before. And it's almost like without being said, you see where that resilience comes from, that he may have been a warrior or something like something about him is telling you he can survive like fucking Rambo in that swamp. But that's um, boring. It- like that's a boring. Like we get it. Slaves were fucking resilient. Slaves were strong. Like that's like not. That's not telling me anything new. It's not telling me why I should be rooting for this particular guy. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that is such like a surface level take on like a slave just like they're they're pretty fucking resilient like yeah i guess you would be too when you had no other choice so it's like give me something more about him Hmm. but then it goes i i think i guess what i would almost agree with what you said were or maybe you didn't say but you had mentioned this kind of like homer odyssey with the visceralness that we're experiencing and even in the black and white you know cinematography and all of that it started feeling like almost Again, I don't want to deduce it because I feel like this word might sound like I'm deducing it to folklore, but it's just like, oh my God, he's kind of like a folk hero character who's like, he fought the alligator, got through the snakes, like joined the army. It almost has those beats. And for Antoine Fuqua, who's like a very successful black director, who's made a lot of successful action films with black leads, like for him to come onto this project and not be like, you know what? There's a way we got to go about this. We got to do this historical epic that's more, you know, dialogue driven and classical and we got to be nuanced and stuff he's like this is my vibe that i'm gonna fucking bring to this that no other person can do because i'm anton fuqua this is how i can fucking express myself and i'm gonna express it this way and this is the story oh that's what i was gonna say too because i felt like even though it was a stylized movie and there's a visualness and yes he fights an alligator where you're like is this out of a fucking rambo movie what's going on will smith never becomes 
stylized. He feels like he's giving a very internal performance and yeah. a subtle performance. And I like that juxtaposition between camera angles that are crazy and stylization with a subtle nuanced performance where you have to pick up those small details of like, oh shit, he knows this about that. And he knows that. I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to convince you guys. If it didn't work for you, I totally get it. It it worked for me where I'm like, fuck yeah, they just brought like this vision to this project. Um, I think is Will Smith all- is very good in this. Yeah. I think he is grounding. I think that this was too broad. I think this like it like they wanted to do too many things. Like they wanted to be um there's just no depth to it. Do you know what I mean? Like and it fucking sucks to say that there's just like no depth to this movie. I think this movie would have packed a better punch as a short. To be honest, I think 2 hours was too much. There were too many just boring ass scenes like and you know what i mean like and i that sounds like stupid to say but when you're making something that's kind of supposed to be a little intense and kind of emotional you cannot bore me to fucking death throughout it you know what i mean and maybe you know you weren't bored in it but there is just so many scenes that made no difference if they made it into the movie or not like there are so many scenes where you just cut them out it's not changing the story. It's not changing the character. It's just changing absolutely nothing. Like, I feel like so I feel like I would have enjoyed this so much better. I think I would have enjoyed um the stylization. I think I would have enjoyed the performance. I feel like I would have enjoyed everything more if this had been a short. Cause I just think the time length really just like sucked some of the heat and some of the punches out of this movie. All right. Can I bring up? I, I figure, are we wrapping this up? Because I, I want to bring up the dumbest part that I thought, which was right at the end when they, um, like, they, like, the, there's like the, the, they're like, is it at a plantation where they end up? Yeah, they end up back to where he was. Is that, they really end up all the way back to where he was? Yes. Oh my God. And Hero's journey, man. You got to yeah, return. And, he return got the and they're like, you're free. And the slaves are like, we're free, guys. We don't got to do this anymore. It's like, what? Are you like, what it? I don't know. If I was a slave, I would be terrified. Like, there's more white people here. Like, it's like, oh, we don't have to do this anymore. Well, all is well. All is good. I'm I'm back to it's just normal life now. Nothing hard coming up. Yeah. I mean, that is where a lot of these movies kind of stop. Is like, and it's Juneteenth. As opposed to like, what happens next? Like, that's like the fucking murky shit. Um, I also I think how hokey the fucking ending is like you better make that whole goddamn movie hokey then because it just felt so undeserved that ending. It just felt I... so tacked on, such a quick happy ending. It felt um, you, you know, and I'm like not someone like I don't think that every slave movie needs to be fucking depressing like i am very much someone who believes in watching like happy black movies like i think it's very important 
Um, like I read a lot of diverse things and it's very important that you don't just read about like the torture and the trauma of different uh, cultures. Cause I feel like that's really damaging. Like I think you need to learn about those things, but you also need to learn about like the love of other cultures, just the mundane of other cultures. So I'm not someone who's sitting around being like, excuse me, if we're talking about slavery, I only want to talk about sad shit. But like, it just did not fit with the rest of the movie, that ending. What's it that, made it like almost like dreamy. What's that one movie where the, um, the black people cook like their poop in a pie? The Help? Yeah, yeah stuff that. like that, you know? No. That's what Lily's talking about. No, I don't need any like uh, <laughs> white savior movies either. Here's the thing. You I, know what? I think some of the most interesting stuff in here where like they... They, they touched it a little bit, but they would never get their hands fully in that shit pie with all the religious stuff. Like, he believed in God so fucking hard. And at the end of this movie, he finally gets his family and he's just like, thank God, thank God, we've been blessed. And it's like, bitch, you were given scraps. Like, your back is deformed. Your wife had to break her hand to not leave her children. We haven't even touched just probably the amount of rape that has happened to your children and your wife. Wait, none of that happened in the movie. But in real <laughs> life, in real life, like we're just not touching just the devastation. And you're just like, thank you, God. You a good one. And like they tried to touch a little bit where like a couple of black guys were like, fuck God. Like one dude gets just fucking annihilated while they're building the railroad. And this asshole peter's just mean like god he's got you and he's like don't fucking talk to me about god right now like fuck that guy and honestly we should have taken this movie full religious like i wanted more of that religious um just fucking fight between people because to me that shit was interesting and they just they didn't go deep enough with it he was across to, to kill somebody Oh, that was wild. All right. So what do we I, have next? I uh I liked I liked the ending. I enjoyed the ending. You would. I think I think the ending is exactly what this movie is. And Lily actually illustrated it better than I even thought while watching it. It's um and inadvertently illustrated it. It felt very like this uh Homer Odyssey kind of thing where it's like, here's the hero's journey, he has to go out and he has to return to his family at the end. And I, I appreciate that because, as you said, a lot of these movies do kind of go into just like really terrible, just like let's look at the nightmare of it. And I think actually this movie, even though it's stylized, it's a fucking nightmare. Like I felt it. I felt like I would not want like how shitty is this, this fucking life that you've been handed and there's no way out. And even when you think you've gone to the other side and you're like, cool, I'm on supposedly freed and I'm now part of this. You're now part of another system that's going to fucking abuse you and destroy you. So, like, I don't need the movie to tell me that I can see the happy ending and still go like, fuck, there's a long way to go. And the movie doesn't have to be like, by the way, there was a long way to go. You just know there's a fucking long way to go. And so 
I'll just say that. I, I, I like the ending because at the end of the day, just like how glimpses of color is seen in the movie in the trees, it's like, oh my God, is there a little bit of green or a little bit of red from blood or a little bit of fiery orange from a gunshot or these glimpses of color? I think it's the glimpses of hope on the horizon for our main character. And so when he gets a little bit of that hope at the end, yeah, it's not all fucking daisies after that. The movie ends and it becomes another new nightmare. But him reuniting his family said just a little bit of hope that he fought for and they were able to do their thing. So we can go on a diatribe about endings, man. But yeah, it worked for me. And not because I'm a simpleton where it's like, oh, he got to his family at the end. Now everything's great. You can leave the movie and still go like, yes, this wasn't a fucking good time after that. But what's a movie to not just be like, hey, small victories feel fucking monumental, feel like the universe has changed. So I'm all I will about say this was not a movie for simpletons. Like, if you're a dumb motherfucker, you're turning this movie off. Like, right. you know, like you know what I mean. Like, I don't think this is like a like. No matter whether you liked it or you don't like it, if you sit through all two hours, you're not a simpleton. Because like, there's a lot to like grasp onto. There's a lot to look at, and I can understand why someone would like it. I found it very boring. Um, I think it went four style over a good script or you know more depth that they could have added but because like there were a lot of just cool fucking shots like there's a horse on fire at one point and it is fucking crazy dope looking there are those like weird like glimpses of color there's a lot of cool visual shit like honestly even just something as stupid as like the canoe it looked really fucking cool like there is a lot of just like visually beautiful things in this movie whether you fuck with the content and whether you find it to be too slow moving you know i feel like that's just up to taste but if you're if you're an idiot if you're loving psych and monk i don't think this movie's for psych (laughs) we're watching psych next man all right so what do we got next we got to go through and do our categories right Oh, uh, like oh, great! Fuck. Rate I his forgot we did that. Like best movie. I feel like movie. I'm gonna like really have to like look at the list. I feel like I'm. I don't know why. I feel like some of his movies, even ones I like, are more forgettable. Even if I really liked them, but maybe number that's one, like my brain. Man in Black. Number two, Men in I Black. Like two. <laughs> number three, Man, no. Dude, Dude, I don't I, know. Bad Boys might kick Men in Black. Oh off. yeah, bad, right, so that's coming this up. Could be tough. This is gonna be tough, man. Well, what are your little bit of thoughts about before we do the recap episode where we really get into Will Smith? Now that we've gotten to the end of it, what or maybe fuck it, maybe we save it. We'll save it. Never mind. I don't that's know. a I loaded think question. I, it. You know what? I think. I think this feels like a very weird movie to end off on. Because mm. I don't think it encapul like encapsulates Will Smith, but it does all at the same time because he is something that you feel like you can put into like a neat little package. Like in my mind, I know who Will Smith is, and he is fits in this neat little package. But then when you really look at him, he doesn't. He doesn't fit in the package that you want him to be in, or you feel like he is. So like. Part of me is just like, how is this what we're ending on? But part of me is just like, yeah, this makes sense for him that this is what we're ending on because he is just not 
what the world thinks he is or expects him to be. He's just, he is Will Smith. He's his own. Damn. Lily, you just said it perfectly. That's a great, I love that. That's a good summation of this. It makes me like, I'm, I was pissy about the hand, the slap thing. The fuck. You do kind of respect the guy a little bit. He needs to keep his hands to himself, but he's, he's one of the great artists of the last 30 years, man. He's up there. It's like pretty impressive for him to do what he's doing on his own terms. You know, would you have the balls? <laughs> Me? What? Yeah. Would you have the balls to be the Fresh Prince, Mark? Would you have the balls to start your career off as the Fresh Prince? And then, like, his career is not over, but just like as of right now, would you have expected the Fresh Prince? To make emancipation. Right. Anyways, <laughs> my summation is that the problem with the Will Smith podcast and that we we didn't get with Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. If you're looking at all of his movies, that is about 98 percent of Tom Cruise is all of his movies. Will Smith, if we were just looking at his movies, that's about like 45 percent of Will Smith. Mm. He had the music. Yeah. He had the TV. He was also a dude that's good in pop culture and was good on like late night shows and award shows where Tom Cruise had none of that. So we only got a little tit of Will Smith compared to Tom Cruise because we only did his movies. All right. So we're going to do the categories Um, next time. Patreon.com slash the inner loop podcast. And it's $4 a month to get extra podcasts and early podcasts. All right. Bye, everybody.